Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, we're here with Nate Pearson of Screaming Pin Fidelities. What's up, Nate? Doing good. How are you doing, man? Good. I'm doing great. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking. For sure. Um, well, yeah, so off top, like, I found your account on Instagram. Um, I'm sure, I don't know if you do ads or something, and I saw it, like, in my feed. I'm not really sure how I came across it, but I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Um, for people that don't follow your account yet, because they will after they hear this, of course. <laughs> um, can you tell people what it is you do, uh, Your what your account is and all that? Yeah, yeah. So my account is Screaming Pin Fidelities. Um, so it's an enamel pin company that truly focuses on pop punk and, and emo, I'd say, nostalgia. Um, so, of course, you know, doing the spin off uh, Screaming Infidelities with uh, Pin Fidelities there. So um, trying to just focus on some cool pins that people will enjoy and, you know, maybe bring back some memories. Yeah, man, that, um, there's one that I really want to get. I hope it doesn't sell out. But it's the Chris Caraba with the crown on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the king of emo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is rich. Um, and actually, man, I found another account off of yours. I think maybe you shared it, but it was like um, ice cream, something yeah. or another? Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a woman, I believe, that's doing, it's called Taking Back Sunday. And she's Oh, doing, but Sunday, like an ice cream Sunday. Yeah, and she's God doing damn it. spins. So good. <laughs> she's doing spins on uh, just classic albums, and they're all so good. Every, whenever I first saw it, I was like, this is so good. Yes, I was like, perfect, man. And we just, yeah. um, so we're here in Oklahoma City is where I am. And um, I'm like a huge Jimmy World fan. Uh, Bleed American is very much my shit. Um, yeah, I, the album's iconic to me, and so I knew last year, um, planning ahead for this year, that that album's going to turn twenty. Mm-hmm. And so I did a uh, thing I planned with uh, some of my buddies that are musicians here in the city, and we played the we covered the album um, from start to finish. We all played on each other's songs, sang harmony, but we played every song on the album as like Dude, a that, happy birthday to the yeah to the that thing. rules. And so, it was tight, man, and so I'm looking. Hopefully, I could start doing that for some of these. These a lot of these albums are going to start turning like 20 and 25, which is insane to me. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, man. So it seems like um, I mean, obviously, you're very into like emo pop punk type stuff. Uh, can you talk about getting into that? Like, what what kind of drew you to that type of music? Um, I'd say growing up, uh, I was trying to think back to maybe like earliest memories. And I know my brother had mixes that were like punk ska mixes. So it had everything from like Rancid, um, Melancholy, Catch-22, MXPX. Um, So I'd say that was the start of it. But I'd say, you know, the true spin being in middle school and finding Blink-182 and then, oh yeah, and then from there it took off, um, and just you know grew into the love of that music, and then <clears throat> all through of my high school career days and college days, uh, you know played in local bands, so grew up in like a local music scene here in Johnstown, PA. So it was great to have 
shows that went on in fire halls and just never really got out of it after that. Right on, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Pennsylvania, too. Yeah, shout out, shout out Pennsylvania. I, uh, <laughs> one, one of my favorite episodes I've gotten to do is to talk to the lead singer of a band I really love, Valencia. I talked to Shane from Valencia. Yeah. And um, there's just like a lot, a lot of, a whole lot of talent out there. Uh, Kenny Vasoli, I think, is also from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, starting yeah. line. And he's just like, apparently, he's just like a prolific bastard. He's been like <laughs> uh, producing with people and like jumping on people's records and stuff. So, um, yeah, a lot of talent up there, man. That's really yeah. cool. Like, yeah. For it's sure. like uh, the area of New Jersey, too, where everybody's like <laughs> all the like big bands came from Thursday and all those guys. Yeah, I actually just uh, went down uh, Valencia kick the other day and then uh, no way. listened to uh, Promise of Redemption. And it's been so long yes. since I listened to that. So my wife and I threw it on driving somewhere and just uh, I think it's the second album. It, it is just solid. Uh, so it was, it was cool. listening to yeah. him recently. Yeah, that's really cool because I remember listening to that too. I found that, of course, after I found Valencia, and I got to catch them here when they toured uh, Dancing with Ghost. Um, they played a real small venue here, and it was amazing. I mean, we're packed in like sardines, and everybody's yelling like the space between. Yeah. But it was cool to listen to to find Promise of Redemption because that stuff came before, and you would hear stuff that you're like, oh man, that's in a Valencia song later. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Like, I nerd out about that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah, today, uh, as we were doing some house chores, uh, there was a newer Valencia song that came on, and I don't know the album uh, very well, but it had lyrics from The Promise of Redemption, and I was like, is this them? And I uh, went oh, back, and then oh. I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> so they, they, they took little pieces from it. Yeah, man, I love that kind. That's the kind of stuff that I'm like, my friends. I drive my friends crazy with that shit, and they're like, "No, I don't know that so and so's cousins in this band and started this other solo project. Like, no one would ever know that." And I'm yeah. like, "Okay, well, I know that, but all right." Um, I just nerd out about that stuff, man. For That's sure. really cool, dude. Um, so you said Blink, of course, is like the entry point for a lot of people, especially in the punk, pop punk sphere. Um, what were some of the emo bands that you're into? <sighs> Yeah, I'd swear, depending on what, what people classify as emo, but I'd say really it was, you know, bands like Taking Back Sunday, um, Dashboard, of course. Dashboard was huge for me. Um, man, it's a tough one to, because I, I, I bulk so many as like pop punk. Um, right. But well, I. Yeah. Yeah, so you can talk I, about those too. Yeah, cool. I would say like early November starting line. I mean, Newfound Glory, um, Jimmy World. I mean, for me, Clarity, Clarity is is yes. is is the one uh, for me. Uh, but huge Jimmy World fan. Uh, just I'd say you know the mix of all your main main bands that are out there. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I do love that discussion too um we had done <laughs> i had done that and it was probably it's kind of an embarrassing thing but it's still i w- it, we had a lot of fun doing it but yeah i did a bracket on the show last march and it was called march sadness and we got together we made a 64 band bracket and put all the emo bands like that we could think of and r- kind of seated them and did like a march madness bracket Nice. Where every episode that month, I would bring people on, and we would get further and further into the bracket until someone won. And I can't remember all the like the details super specific, but I just remember by the last episode, 
I was definitely like in a screaming match down there with <laughs> the person that I was just like, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, this is, and I was like just in a badass mood for the rest of it. And it's just funny to listen back to it. I'm like, that's so appropriate for a freaking emo episode for me yeah. to get like just pissed and be like, I'm not talking for the rest of the episode. For but, sure. And it's just so funny. But it, it, it's a, it's a point for sure that people like, I don't know how you feel about that, man. I was going to ask you about kind of that, that discussion like mm-hmm. I, to me i really don't like when people gatekeep and they're like well that's not emo because it's not first wave emo. yeah know. yeah what, what do you think about that that's what i know some people there's like the emo nights and things like that which i've never been to one and they play like i'd say the bulk of it is pop punk um but then you know there's bands like mineral um like sunny day real estate that i think if you want to go like emo but I just bulk it all as one. I'm not going to get hurt feelings over it. Um, you know, they're all bands I love. But whether it's email or label on something pop punk, I just think most things are more pop punk. But, like, Jimmy Eat World doesn't fall in a pop punk category because they're more, like, straight-up rock, Bleed yeah. America on. Mm-hmm. Um, Clarity, I would fall in, like, an emo, emo album. Um, I think that's what but, most people agree with you on that one. I think that's yeah. most people's stance on Jimmy. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You like you say, or like gatekeep, you know, certain things one way or another. Man, people, the people that get passionate about it, though, I I'm know. like Jesus, man. <laughs> like I'm just doing this bracket. I don't. I mean, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it felt per- personally victimized by my bracket. What about so-and-so band? I'm like, dude, there's only 64 spots, brother. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and even ones that I really like didn't make it in, and I wish it was like, I don't know, I wish I was a little bit more like, well, this is my show, so we're doing this. But just, that's just not really fair to the people that like took the time to help me to do it. But it was like ones I thought should make it further, like Juliana Theory. and For like sure. Yeah. May, I really love May. and um, I don't know, some of those, I'm just like, dang it. You know, I'm like letting them, because basically what I did was like let them decide. I would always have three guests, and so it would be a majority rules. Like it would be either two to one or a unanimous vote on who moved on from the matchup. And uh, I would always like if they picked the one that I didn't want to move through, I'd be like, dang it. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what I wanted to like do something to kind of get to know like bands that you liked a little bit better and i kind of threw this out and so i'm i'm really excited to do it we're talking about um drive through records iconic um label for this type of music mm-hmm. um we are going to talk about our our personal three favorite albums that has ever, that have ever come out on drive through um i'm very excited about this because i want to hear what you have to say so uh let's get right into it man uh, why don't cool. you kick it off I think probably my first one would be the early November, The Room's Too Cold. Um, when, he, when he said early November, I was like, oh, I bet he'll, yeah. I bet he'll throw them in. Because I, I saw, I was like doing the research. I saw <clears> them on the, on the uh, they did a, like a list of like the albums that have come out on drive through. So, but yeah, man. So yeah. early November. Early November, The Room's Too Cold, I'd say, uh, got into them. And for me, a lot of those bands were like the, the drive-through record DVDs that I had those and would just put them on. And so they were one of the bands that just like stuck out for me day one. I uh, truly love like acoustic songs. So, you know, they had like their, 
first EP and then did a bulk of them acoustic. Um, and then I think The Room's Too Cold is probably their first full length, I think. Um, and it was just, at that time, it was everything. So it was all so good. I think every single track was great. <laughs> and I think they, they had a, a song on there with Kenny from the starting line. So it's it. I'm, he, the dude pops up everywhere, I swear <laughs> yeah, to God. Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, what was the, the main hit? I think it opens with Ever So Sweet, classic, but then Baby Blue, um, just such a good song. For sure, man. And uh, oh, yeah. So I had an idea like before we that I didn't tell you ahead of time. But um, uh, what we'll do on this uh, for the listeners, um, we will release a Spotify playlist, a Spotify playlist with songs from each of the albums that we both like. Um, so you guys could check that out to go along with this episode. So we'll nice. coordinate that after the cool. Go Perfect. I, mean, I, I sprung that on you. So yeah, yeah. I don't expect you to know right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when did that? So what? about what age were you whenever that came out and like when that hit that came out I would, I would say it would probably be 2002 2003 I graduated high school in 06 and I just know like seeing them uh, like the band that I was in I was the youngest so I was a yeah. freshman and they were all juniors um, so they could drive. So there was a local, there was a venue called Club Lauga in Pittsburgh that we just traveled to all the time. Um, so I remember seeing them for that tour. So I would say I'd be a freshman or sophomore. Wow, like 14? Yeah. That's like, yeah. that is the peak angst years, my friend. I love it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. Um, okay. All right, let's see here. What do I want to do first? Um, I think I'm just gonna. Okay, since we already talked about Kenny, the starting line. Say it like you mean it. Um, for sure, that's my number two I, there for you. Oh, is it okay? Well. I was like yeah. a little worried that we we're gonna have some crossover, <laughs> but we could still talk about it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I had some honorable mentions too that I might throw. Yeah, out, me, so if me, you have it, if, me, okay. me too. Me too. I was like, we're, I'm like giving him stipulations, and I'm making, I'm breaking my own goddamn rules. Like, we're, we're on the same. <laughs> same way with it as i went through and looked i'm like oh my goodness there's just so many <laughs> um but yeah man um the starting line is just they're just their sound was always just solid to me mm-hmm. like i can't imagine them even if i maybe if i'd heard demos or something i can't imagine them not being tight like they were just prolific i mean i just i'm sure it just came from just complete muscle memory of those guys just playing together like mm-hmm. When a band's tight and you can, and they're just vibing and like they're just always on point every time you see them. I never got to see a starting line, but it was like that with, um, like I saw Anne Berlin. I've saw, I've seen I saw Anne Berlin like four times, and it's like they were never not on point. So there's something about like a band like that that I really respect. Um, that you know they just come out and they just they just crush it, and the way that they put the, structured and put together their songs, I'm just such a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's tag team that one since you picked that one. Yeah. Uh, what what made you love that album? I have probably the first wave of starting line really getting into. And I mean, we all heard best of me over and over again, but uh, you know, thinking of songs like The Drama Summer where they sneak in this like acoustic track. 
uh, and then they cut into this ride uh, where it has Nate from Finch on it uh, screen yes. in the background. But as I went through and was like going through um, that for me, it has to go up there because it's it's like what got me into Starting Line. But is it my favorite Starting Line album? No, but I think like when you think of what brings it all together for you, it's that one. Because they're a band where that is a straight up like pop punk album. And then yeah. everything after that just got so good, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. For basically. I mean, yeah, he just, I mean, Kenny and really all those guys, but I mean, Kenny got to get into songwriting and I think helping on, on the production side with some people. But just, I mean, those guys are just immersed in it. I mean, you can't help but get better just being yeah. around it all the time. I mean, yeah. That's just with anything. Yeah. Um, side note on the Finch, though, um, <laughs> we're at work, actually today at work. Uh, we had like a playlist going. I don't know who's who was controlling the music at work today, but uh, what it is to burn came on, and <laughs> it was like, you know, the screaming, and I'm like, because uh, it's like a very mellow like play. Like we play usually pretty chill stuff, and I'm like, who the heck's playlist did this get on that Finch is on here? Like, yeah. what? and of course I thought like it starts getting into it, and I'm just looking around and like seeing people's reactions. They're like squinting like what the heck is this like man i got such a kick out of that like yeah. it was just like they didn't they have, you have no idea what's coming like i'm gonna watch you just react to this um okay what's your uh so let's get to your second one well i had say it like you mean it as my second one but i'll go into maybe one of my honorable mentions uh all right an album that i loved uh and so there's probably the piece of some of these were probably part of drive through but released by, like, Geffen or MCA. But that, I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, um, but Midtown Living Well is the best revenge. Dude, Gabe, okay, Midtown is the shit, yeah. and they are super underrated. <clears throat> super underrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, that's Yeah, speak to it. Speak yeah. to it. Speak the uh, truth, yeah. Nate. That album is just, I think, start to finish, just a... A, a jammer through and through. I think great songwriting, great vocals across the board. Um, I think like the big hits were get it together and like a movie off that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but like good, Gabe, uh, good guitar riffs throughout it as well. Just solid. Yep. I think, yeah, Gabe gets, uh, cause he, you know, he goes on this Cobra starship, but Midtown is definitely the hidden gem, man. Yeah. Like, not, they're not necessarily hidden, but like, they, I don't think they ever really got to where Cobra Starship did just because of the popularity of that uh, Snakes on a Plane song and all that. Yeah, yeah. And they're um, another band, like, starting line. So what was the first one? Like, um, Save the World, Lose the Girl? Yeah, uh, yeah Save the World, yeah, Lose the yeah, Girl, yeah. that's right. So another one where it's, like, a, just a, you know, pop-punky album, and then they release their, like, second album, which is Living Well is the Best Revenge, and just solid, great songwriting. Yeah, for sure, man. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it, this was like tough because it was like, I was trying to think like, and it was like, I didn't know you that, I don't know you that well. So I'm like, I don't know what he's going to pick. And I was like, man, I hope we don't like step on each other's picks. So I'm like trying to think, well, maybe he likes this, but not enough to pick it as one of his picks. Like, so, but I just love hearing that. I, I really love hearing what sticks out to people about the music that they love. And that's just, I love to hear that. Yeah. Um, Okay, mine was kind of in that territory where it was like semi-released through drive through and another label. But um, so my second one is something corporate north. 
Nice. Um, Andrew McMahon, I'm a, I will be a lifelong fan of anything this guy does. Um, I didn't get to see something corporate, but I did see Jack's Mannequin. Um, and those guys ripped too. But something corporate, that album is just iconic to me, man. Um, As You Sleep, that starts out with that piano ballad. So good. Space, um, that was just a huge song. Um, and it was in a show that I just am uh, unashamed to admit <laughs> that I love, The O.C. I love that show. It has so, so much good music in it that I am, you know what, I like it and I don't have to explain myself to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. It was in that. It was like, I remember it being one of those things where, like, you remember back in the day when they would feature songs on a show, it'd be like, music from tonight's episode is by, and then it yeah. would, like, promote the band and stuff. It did that, and I was like, I remember that's how I found out who it was, because at that time, it was, like, not super common to, like, I mean, you didn't have, like, Shazam or anything, so you're like, okay, let me write this down so I don't forget, <laughs> and then went to, like, Best Buy to buy the album or nice. whatever, and I was like, okay, yeah, like, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, 21 and Invincible, that's a great song. Um, uh, and I mean, that's just a great band in general. I mean, you could pick any album from them and it would just be, uh, what's the other song? Uh, Woke Up in a Car. That's not on that album. But yeah. Yeah. This guy's just rip. Like, for it's sure. so good. Were you into something corporate at all? Uh, for sure. For sure. I've always, so one of the jokes I have is that, um, for those like emo nights that you know everybody yells like free bird at, at other at concerts as a joke and it's this nine minute song that i was i've always thought people should be yelling constantine to play oh like God, yes. a, t- a nine minute jammer that every single person <laughs> would know the words to that absolutely 100 percent. you're you right know, that um but yeah i'd say <laughs> I, that whatever that album i think it's like leaving through the window leaving or through something. the yeah yeah, that that's the one that I probably know the most. Um, followed by the the one you mentioned. Yeah, <clears throat> North. Yeah. yeah, that one's pretty good, man. Yeah, that's like, I it's something corporate, and he's just his just story is inspiring to me. Being yeah. getting sick and then beating um, uh, cancer, like wow, like freaking rock star, yeah, like, literally. <laughs> and I, for them, you know, to break in the mold of like standard, you know, guitars, bass, him creeping in piano, I think just spoke yeah. to uh, you know everybody that it was different and unique um but in the same genre of the music that we love so a cool little element like yellow card right, with yeah. the violin like i know. was literally nate i was literally <laughs> just about to say um i listened to another uh my buddy does a podcast it's called finding emo and they uh so they pick an album every episode and they talk about it uh talk about track by track and then nice um Things that songs that they maybe don't fit on the album, a song that they would take to the to a desert island, like they do a bunch of cool stuff, and um, they did uh, they did um, what was I gonna say? What was the album you just said? Uh, or what we were just talking about? I blanked. I literally just lost my train of thought. A second. Um, oh, yellow card. I mentioned like the piano oh, yeah. and then uh, That's yellow right. That's card what it violin. Was. Yeah, they uh, so they were talking about yellow card and. Um, yeah, it was like the best way to sum up the span is pop punk with violence. Mm-hmm. Like that's completely to a T how you could uh, uh, describe Yellow Card to somebody, and it would like you would not be doing them a disservice for yeah, sure. For sure, I saw like I was saying I didn't see Jack's Mannequin, but I did see, um, or I didn't I didn't see um, something corporate, but I see I did see Jack's Mannequin, and when they play live, he just goes insane on the piano. Like I'm like, how is he even? 
still playing. He's like rocking in his seat so hard that I think he's gonna like break it. And he just like he's like super into it. And that's like a lot of these. I think a lot of these bands are like a lot of these like musicians. I really connect with too. Whenever I get to see them live, and like they have such high energy, and then like I have high energy, and we're just like feeding off of each other. It's like really cool to connect in that way. I think for sure, for sure. Okay, what's uh what's your next one? Man, I'd say the the biggest one, uh, Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones, uh, just just so good. I think getting that album and the <laughs> opening track, understatement, that guitar that's palm yes. muted, uh, just a, a, a ripper through and through. And that's where one yes. of the one tour I went to, so was definitely in high school. I want to say it was Further Scenes Forever with Jason on vocals, Finch, wow. Something Corporate, and Newfound Glory. And it, Jeez, I, it, it, had to be, it had to be the tour for Sticks and Stones because they came out, I think it's like track 10 singled out. It's the one with like the keys, like, and, and it was such a cool like intro that they came out to. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love when they do stuff like that too. Yeah, That's pretty rad. Yeah. So I, that was one of the okay. That was one of the albums where I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not picking all the big ones. I gotta leave some for Nate. I'm gonna yeah. leave some for him. Yeah, that that <laughs> album though is is so good. Um, just through and through, uh, and that's what you know during COVID watching some live streams they did uh, an acoustic version like Newfound Glory unplugged, and it was just solid through and through. Oh yeah, that's awesome, dude. They uh, they haven't got I haven't got to see them live. They play, uh, I record here in Oklahoma City at a theater, and they played they played here I think two years ago, and it was like one of those things where I was like gonna be out of town or something. And I was just like gutted that I couldn't go see them. Like dang it. Yeah, they they were doing um, probably two years ago. They were doing like the, I don't know if it was twenty or twenty. I think it was twenty years, but they were just playing like two albums each night. Yeah, like start to finish. So. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, people, was that the from your from your screen to the radio? Is that what it was? Um, you doing like the cover stuff? They might have snuck in some of that. I know. I went. I went to two shows. There was one in Pittsburgh, and then I drove to one because it was nothing gold can stay and sticks and stones. Um, and I imagine most it, the people that probably got like the the self titled with uh, sticks and stones would so good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's just those guys just rip for sure, and his like voice is just so unique. Yeah, like yeah. you're just—I mean, he could just it just lead in vocal, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's Newfound Glory!" Like right away. Absolutely. I love stuff. I love things like that too. It's like very iconic voice for sure. Okay, where am I? We're at our, we're at my last one, right? And I had to go with because I'm kind of a wuss, I guess. Um, Hello, goodbye. Zombies, aliens, vampires, dinosaurs. Um, that dude is super creative. Forrest, um, such a creative guy, and really, like at that time, I don't think there was a ton of people doing putting songs together the way that he was putting them together using the sounds that he did. Um, this is kind of—I mean, it, it's a little bit around like postal service type mm-hmm. of time too, though. So. I mean, Ben Gibbard's kind of doing those things as well with, like, when they're producing their stuff. But just like that, bringing in those electronic elements in such a novel way, I think, is why that album really stuck out to me, too. Um, And candidly, it was like, that was really the only album that I, like, stuck around with them on. So I did like that album. It had, like, Oh, It Is Love on it. 
Um, I can't remember. What was the other big hit that was on that? Um, I had it in my notes. Oh, uh, here in your arms. Yeah. That was yeah, the big yeah, one, yeah. 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 And so uh, that was definitely, uh, I'm going to date myself with this comment here, but it was definitely my MySpace profile <laughs> song uh, at one time, I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just remember thinking, like, oh, I bet girls like this song, so I'm going to put it on my profile. Like, so funny. It's so cringe, Nate. Like, God. Um, uh. a tan- quick side note on MySpace. I tried to get, like, I tried to like log in because I remembered um, there was like blog, like a blog section on on MySpace where you could like basically put like entries or whatever. And uh, I was like, man, I've got to get these. Like, I've got to see what I was saying at that age. Like, that was just so <laughs> important to me that I had to put it. And so I like got in contact with them. Was like trying to get these blogs and stuff. And it was like basically they couldn't do it. I'm like, dude, it's they got to be out there somewhere. <laughs> They're out there somewhere. They've yeah. got. They're on the internet. They're in the ether out there somewhere, Nate. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a little bit glad I couldn't find them. My buddy had found his <laughs> Zanga ones and downloaded them. Got a download, and it was just like, God, it was so cringe. Yeah. I was like, you got to publish these, man. It's your memoir. That's what like, I. I know. I stumbled across one of my good friends had a live journal and would do photos. Oh my and, god! And I, I remember, <laughs> I we found it. Like it still existed out there to pull everything up. And I think like a lot of the image files were like the broken links, so you couldn't see them. But all like oh, the text right. and everything showed up for the most part. Ooh, that's cringe. <laughs> he uh, he he read a couple. Of, my friend had read a couple of his Zanga ones and was like. I'm so mad that we're moving. I'm I'm just glad that I have my GameCube. Oh. And it's like, oh my god, it's so rich. Oh, um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine had her. Um, I can't remember what that's called right now, but it's oh, uh, Deviant Art. She was she's an artist, and um, so she had done some art on uh, back in the like in high school, and there was like a blog section of that too. And then all of her art from whenever she was, like, a freshman in high school, like, eighth grade, freshman, like, sophomore year. And it, oh, man, she was, like, so embarrassed of it. But uh, she's very much into, like, pop punk and emo as well. So, like, we did an episode on, um, we did an episode on uh, Panic at the Disco. And she had made, like, a, uh, this just cringe wallpaper that she'd, like, and made like a collage of like stuff that she pulled in and like lyrics. Nice. And um, I like found it and she didn't know. And uh, I like had brought it up. Like it was like a gotcha thing. She's a good friend of mine, but it was like, um, I t- was like, do you remember this? And was like showing it to her. And like we used it as the profile pro- or the, uh, the graphic for that episode. And she was just like, oh my God. She was just mortified. Nice. And I was just dying laughing. But. And then she had, like, all these comments, like, uh, and I use it as, like, her intro now. Some guy, like, was being a creep. But he put on there, he's like, you're the hottest girl on DeviantArt. And it just killed us. Like, I was, so every time I would have her on, oh, you know, is she, it's the hottest girl on DeviantArt. Nah. Emily's in the house. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure she just loves that name. Yeah. That, what a funny, like, time, like, the MySpace era, man, like. Um, yeah. it was just so cringe. Like, golly. Um, okay. What are we? Are we on your third pick? Uh, Newfound Glory was my third pick, but I'd say an honorable mention oh, that's would right. be uh, the movie Life Forty Hour Train Back to Penn. Uh, 
I was like, I was not as familiar with that album. Yeah. Uh, I, I know the band name, but my friend was just talking to me like a while back about those guys. Uh, I hadn't checked them out that much. Um, I need to check that out, though. Yeah. So that was a good one, though? Yep, good one. Uh, two hits, like Jamestown. I think it opens up with that uh, track, and it's just a jammer. Okay, I need to check that one out. I was like, that was like one of those things of like some bands I just like missed, and I'm like, how the heck did I not like know these guys? Like, it happens. There's definitely some yeah. bands oh. that I know I've missed that I'm like, where did, right. where did I not pick up on it? <laughs> I was just thinking about, I'm, so I'm trying to write this, um, so like a little bit how the sausage is made, like behind the curtain stuff here, um, for the site. For my site, I've been trying to write a little bit more about things. Maybe I don't want to do a whole episode on or something I'm just interested in. But one of the bands that's like that is called uh, The Swellers. I don't know if you ever listened to I them. I see there's a band I know the name. I couldn't tell you a single song. Yeah. So that's what – and we initially, whenever I pitched you talking about doing this kind of a discussion, we talked about doing Field by Ramen. Uh, but when you threw out drive through, I was like, okay, we're going to do that. <laughs> um, but they, uh, these guys were on drive through and this, their album, Ups and Downsizing, is so good. And I'm like, why do people not talk about this album? So it's the whole angle of this thing I'm writing is like um, the best Fuel by Ramen record you never heard. Nice. Because um, I just want to give shout out to them. Like, I love that album. But when I was doing my research, I, what I found was that um, it came out the exact same day. As label mates, Paramore, Ugh. brand new eyes. Uh, so it's like, how can they got overshadowed? That was the follow up to Riot. Like no yeah. one gave a shit about the Swellers. Like, no. and it came out the literal <laughs> same day. Ugh. And I was like, wow, they really got overshadowed there. Yeah. Like they got dunked on for that. For sure, Paramore would be a tough one to to beat out. Um, I think about bands like that though, like um, that maybe uh, people don't know as well. Um, stuff like Steel Train. I mean, people know Jack Antonoff if yeah. they listen to Fun, um, Bleachers. Um, and he's, like, producing now for, like, Lord and, like, uh, Taylor yeah, Swift and yeah, stuff. I mean, it's he's, crazy. He's all over the place, and that's what anytime I see him, like, I just think of, like, the drive through Records DVD, and he's, like, playing acoustic guitar in them. Crazy. That dude's, like, insane on the guitar, too. I was just yeah. like, wow, this dude can play. Um, but yeah, shout out. So shout out to Fun. Shout out to the format too. He's in that bait and that yeah. band with Nate for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, one I'm not as familiar with, but my buddy's super into the one I was just telling you about, Phoenix TX. Like I know those guys are big for sure. But uh, see, like it's like one of those ones of like some of these. I think came at a time where it was like either just a little too early for me, or like it's it didn't hit in the sweet spot of like when that stuff would have been like hyper relevant to me. I think is how I missed out on a couple of things like that. Oh, another one that I was going to mention that was like that that's huge is uh, American football. Like, at the time, I didn't really know those guys. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know about Never Meant until, mm -hmm. like, a, a few years ago. Like, that's when I, like, be was aware of that, when it became, like, a big meme or whatever. But but then I was, like, listening to that album, and I'm like, man, this is, like, really good. Yeah. Like, these guys are tight. For sure. For sure. But, yeah, man. Um is there any other bands that come to mind that you're just like, oh, these guys are so good? I'm like looking through the list right now. Um, but I think we've shouted out all like most of the good ones. Yeah, from drive through. Um, I, I know I went down like a homegrown kick not too too long ago, and they they had some songs that just like 
uh, stood out. Um, oh, yeah. Another Orange County band, like uh, something corporate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say, yeah, I'm looking through them now. I think I've talked about. Well, okay, so I was a, I was pretty big into Census Fail, and I think Census Fail did an EP on Drive Through. They did, um, and that's the only one I know. They were a band that I listened to that EP, but then just never, like, followed. Um, and I don't know why, but they, I know they came on a playlist the other day and it was like a really good song and thought like, ah, oh yeah, they, they, um, I think they ended up jumping over to Vagrant for their full release of let it unfold you. Um, that album's pretty, that album rips. If you, if you, uh, want to check out since it's failed, that's like their first full length and it's yeah, P good, P good. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh. We talked about the good ones, I think. For we sure. talked about the most important ones. We got to figure out that playlist too. Yeah. I uh, thought of that partway through when I, when we started. I was like, oh dang, we should do that. That'd be really fun to like. Um, you know what? Let's do all of uh, let's do all of drive through. Let's drive-thru. just like pick any songs that we like off a of drive through. That works. We'll just call it the drive through playlist. Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, their their drum. Yeah, man. Their uh, the drummer of the early November just put out a thing of like, uh, what's your favorite drive-through song and, and did a big playlist too uh oh just some that's like awesome. classics yeah yeah i love that i love stuff like that like collaborative lists like that and people like get super into it yeah um well screaming pin fidelities man why don't you tell people where they can um follow what you're <clears throat> working on and if you could tell us something coming up that you're excited about or something that you want to do that'd be really cool yeah um so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I mainly use Instagram, so just at Screaming Pin Fidelities. Then if you want to <clears throat> actually order a pen, pin, everything's on my website at ScreamingPinFidelities.com. Um, and I'll leave it. I, I don't know when I'm going to release it, but uh, something in, in the line of uh, such great heights will be. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> will be uh, my next pin that's coming out. Okay, I'm a, can't, it's not a video podcast, but you can see me. I'm a, you can hear me rubbing my hands together. Dude. And that's great. Oh, man. And we brought up the Postal Service. That's crazy. You did. You did. Yep. Okay. Hand to the pulse, Nate. That's just how I get down. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, a lot of, a lot <laughs> of my pins right now. So I used to, I was doing like album cover specifically pins. And then I, I took them off my site. I felt like maybe I was teetering a line, the pin world. Like, I feel like, you know, you do things that, really aren't yours so I'm going to focus more on like inspired by the band you know versus like doing a album cover so anybody that orders you know if they message me on IG I just sneak in a free album cover for them but uh right now that's nice right now I'd say my pins are Chris Caraba so King of Emo uh I've got a Tom DeLonge as an alien I've got a Further Seems Forever plane I have a Phoebe Bridgers pin um, and then a make damn sure uh, pin. So make pin sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that one. It was a uh, Adam. Yeah. Uh, did you ever? Did you catch Taking Back Sunday Live ever? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I think only twice. There was a show where it was. Um, I want to say it was Rufio, the starting line, and Taking Back Sunday. So that would have been uh-huh. like prime. But then I went to. It was a couple years ago, but I drove to Philly for it, but it opened up with the early November 
Seosin. They had the starting line as special guest, and then it was Taking Back wow. Sunday and Dashboard Confessional. What a yeah. bill! Uh, yeah, it's like the freaking pantheon of emo right there, yeah, damn well, near like and it bro. Was, yeah, and it was Seosin with Anthony Green too, which even, oh, which even made it super cool. Um, That's but Seosin, you want to watch? Yes, yeah. So I saw that and was like, boy, I'm gonna make sure I drive to that because I, I truly love the starting line. Probably my. F- one of my all-time favorite bands, so wanted to make sure, but um, yeah, solid show. They, uh, he would do the uh, swing of the mic around his neck and stuff, and I'm like, dude, you're gonna break your teeth out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, that that Anne Berlin show, actually, one of them was with Taking Back Sunday. Nice. And then another band opened called Envy on the Coast. I wasn't super familiar with them. Uh, it was like a, yeah, I know the name. Uh, I've watched them. Yeah. They do a cover of a band that I love, which is super underrated, and they're not a band anymore, but a band called Paper Rival. Um, right on. Yeah. I say I didn't know those guys. You're educating me. I'm going to have to check out some of yeah. these things that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time again. Um, yeah, guys, you definitely go follow uh, Screaming Pin Fidelities on Instagram. Check out his site. Uh, he's got a lot of cool stuff. That Tom DeLong pen is it just kills me yeah i saw it the other day and i was like that is so damn funny like i love that (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah as always guys you can follow us on social media that's tunes tunes podcast t-u-n-e-s slash t-o-o-n-s we're on facebook twitter and instagram listen to us on spotify apple podcasts wherever you find your podcasts nate thank you so much yeah thank you